All right, Rabbi said, good morning, let us, let us begin. So we are continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi, Perak Ches, Mishnayis He through Vav, chapter 8, Mishnayis 5 through 6. So Mishnah He says as follows, Beishamei Omer, Beishamei say, Ner umazan b'samim v'havdala. So just a bit of context for this case. So the Bartunur explains that we're talking about the following situation. He says, Misha achal b'shabiz b'mincha, Here's the case. A person ate Shalashudis. A person ate Shalashudis. Now Shabbos has come to an end, but the person has not yet benched. And the person only has one cup of wine, which means that a person has to use the same cup of wine both for benching as well as for Havdalah. So now the question is going to be, in front of that person, you have a number of brachas. You have, you have benching, you have bray priyagafen, you have the bracha of ner, borei ma'oreha ish, the bracha of bisamim, borei mine bisamim, and the bracha of hamavdil ben kodesh lechol. So these are all the brachas you have. The shayla, of course, becomes which order should one recite these brachas. So Beishamai says the proper order is, Ner mazen b'samim havdala. Make the bracha bari bari ma'oreha ish. Benching. Benching b'samim and then havdala. Now I'll say what I'll point out. Let's work backwards. At the end of the day, the, the Bartunurus says everyone agrees that havdala is always going to be the last bracha that is made. And what's the reason for that? The lesson of the Bartunur is da'afuke yoma ma'achrinan lei kechidola havyale kemasui. That we always delay the official departure of Shabbos. To whatever degree we could delay the official departure of Shabbos, we do so. So that Shabbos shouldn't look like a burden. So by definition, Havdalah is always going to be at the end. The Machlokis we're going to see is what's the proper order ultimately of Ner, Mazon, Besamim. See, interestingly enough, Beishamai holds that Halacha Lamaisa, you should really first go ahead. Now, one more piece. Everyone is going to agree that Nair comes first, right? And the reason why Nair comes first is because Halacha Lamaisa, Halacha Lamaisa is, yeah, I'll read to you over here. He says, Since one gets automatic Hana, automatic benefit from the Nair as soon as it's brought, therefore, by definition, it makes sense to go ahead and make the bracha on that first. So what's interesting in this machlokus, in this because we're going to see, is that everyone agrees on the bookends. Ner, Borei, Ma'orea, Ish will come first, right? And ultimately, again, even though that's not how we pass in Allah Chalamaisa, but Ner will come first, and Havdallah will come last, right? So that they're agreeing on the bookends. The machlokus is everything in the middle. So Beishamai holds that Halacha Lamaisa, you should go ahead and first recite benching, and then the bracha of Bissamim. And Beishamai's logic is, just read to you, Beishamai says, listen, you already ate. You already ate. Therefore, by definition, it makes sense to recite benching first. So therefore, I will say, in Beishamai's model, you'll start with Ner, because since the Nair, the candle is already there, it makes sense to begin with it, right? You're, you're benefiting from the light as soon as it's brought. Then you'll bench, because halacha you already have an obligation for benching. Then b'samim, and then havdala last, because to whatever degree we could delay the official departure of Shabbos, we do so. Basilal, on the other hand, what do they say? Nair, same idea. We're going to go out and make the bracha of borib ma'oreha ish first. 
because again, at the end of the day, one is benefiting from that light. Now here, they disagree a little bit. So both say, ultimately, Beis Hillel says, Ner and Bisamim are kind of linked. They're Havdalah sisters, right? So because they're Havdalah siblings, they always go together. So once I know that I'm making the bracha on the Ner first, by definition, Havdalah will come after that. Then ultimately, again, Mazon, benching. And then Havdalah last, because you want to delay the official departure of Shabbos. Good. Beishamei Omer. So that's that Machlokis. Now again, we actually passing a little bit differently, Allah Chalamais, in all of this regard. But again, but, that, but that's the Machlokis over here. Fine. Beishamei Omer. Beishamei says, Shabara Ma'ar Ha'ish. So we'll say, now they have another Machlokis in the actual verbiage of the Bracha of on the, on the ner, on the candle of Havdalah. So Beishamai says, the bracha that is said is bara ma'ar ha'ish. So Beishamai says, you can't say bore, because bore sounds like present future. On Shabbos, the reason we're going ahead and making Havdalah, excuse me, using a ner for Havdalah is a twofold reason. Number one, because historically fire was created on Matzah Shabbos. And number two, remember again, remember Halacha Lamaisa, one was not permitted to get benefit from the Nair all of Shabbos. So, but really the primary motivation here is that fire historically was created on Matzah Shabbos. So Vishama therefore says the proper verbiage is Shabara Ma'ar Ha'ish. Hashem created the fire. Basila Omrim Bore Ma'ore Ha'ish. Basilil says, no, Bore also has a connotation of past, of past, and he brings it, so first of all, number one, he says you can use Bore, number two, he says you, can, you should use Maore, why? Because within the fire is contained what appears to be many different flames. It's an interesting Machlokas Beishamai Basilil, so again, Beishamai saying Shabara Ma'ar Ha'ish, Basilo saying Bore Maore Haish. Of course, we know we pass him like Basilo and we say Bore Maore Haish. Beautiful. We'll say next Mishnah, Mishnah Vav. So we'll say another interesting halacha. For, for Abdullah, you cannot use the candle, nor can you use the Bissamim of Ovde Kochavim, of Ovde Avodazar, of idolatry. And I will say now, the logic for that is as follows. You can't use the Ner, because interestingly enough, for Matzi Shabbos, you have to use what we call a Ner Sheshavas, which means a fire that was not used for Malacha over the course of Shabbos. So Bepashtos, the Ner of an Ovde Kochavim was used for Malacha on Shabbos, therefore one can't use it. Right? And, and the idea behind that, by the way, is that, is that the, as you just mentioned before, there's a dual symbolism to the fire of Havdalah. Number one, that fire historically was created on Matzah Shabbos. And number two, to highlight the fact that all of Shabbos, I was not permitted to use a nair. Now I am permitted to use a nair. So remember again, therefore the, the Mishnah says, to use the nair of an Ovid Kochavim, of idolatry, Bepashtos, that ner was used for malacha over the course of Shabbos, and therefore I can't use it for Havdalah. What about Bissamim? So I'll say, so Bissamim, the idea is, you're not allowed to use it. Why? Because interestingly enough, here, I'll quote to you, I'll quote to you, um, in the, in the, in the parish over here, he says, Hakavano hile Bissamim shehufu besuda gidola, the Gemara explains we're talking about the type of besamim, which means like aromatic spices that were often used during the Su'uda for idolaters. 
And that su'uda, that meal, often had religious connotations to it. So we're talking about besamim that was used in the context of religious worship. So once it's used in the context of religious worship, of course you're not allowed to use it for any purpose, right? It becomes what we call asrbana, prohibited for any kind of use. Good. Velo ala ner, velo ala besam You also can't use the ner, the candle, or for that matter, the besamim, Aromatic space is used for the dead. Now, what is this referring to? If you take a look at the Bartanura, he says, Velo alaner shall bishal mesim, telos avid la ora el la kavod ba'alma. Shabbos says, so this, so this is the type of candle that ultimately, so remember again, it was, it's still customary today to light a candle by the deceased. Salacha la one cannot go ahead and get hanoah can get benefit from this type of from this type of candle. Furthermore, this type of light is not lit, is not kindled for illumination purposes, but rather it is kindled for kavod hames purposes, honor of the dead purposes. Because of that, one should not use it for Abdullah, because the light of Abdullah is supposed to be a light of illumination. And you can't use Bissamim Shalmesim, because remember again, why would why do people put why do they historically put Bissamim by the corpse? To remove bad odor. Right? So it wasn't done to create positive odor, it's done to remove bad odor, and therefore one should not use it for Havdalah. Good. Furthermore, one should not use a candle, nor should one use Bissamim that were used for Avodazara, right? They were placed before idolatry. Okay, and the last halacha rabosai, ve'id mavarchen alaner, ad shia usula oro. And last halacha, one should not go ahead and make a bracha bore ma'ore ha'ish until one gets benefit from the light. And rabosai, this is actually an important halacha, that, that the idea, the idea is that one is not supposed to say the bracha until one benefits from Now, what does it mean one benefits from the light? So it's interesting in the Perush, she writes over here, he quotes from the Rosh, that Nagu lehistakel betziparnaim b'shashim mevarchen alaner laharosh yachal lehanosimenu lahavkimim be'abes. Well, say the definition of getting benefit from the light. The Gemara explains that there's enough light to be able to distinguish between different kinds of coins. Right, that's what it means to get hano. So now, remember how do how do we do this? In other words, so we'll say interestingly enough, what it is is it's not that you actually have to benefit from the light as much as it is that there has to be enough light that you could benefit from it. What's the definition of enough light to benefit from it? Enough light to be able to distinguish between different types of coins. The rush points out that the truth is the way we do this is we make sure there's enough light to distinguish between the nail and the, and the, and the we'll call it the, the skin on your finger, right? Even though they look similar, that there's enough. That's why, again, by, by Havdalah, what we do is we look at, right? So there's different minhagim, but, but Mishnah brings down, right? I look at my nails and like this, like this, right? Again, one extends the fingers, one bends the fingers, but I just want to point out, I mentioned this before, you know, it's not like some type of like, uh, you know, like uh, thing over here that I'm just waving my hands, you know, right? The idea is halachically, the goal is I'm supposed to be able to, that's why, again, I mentioned this a little while ago, you know, if you're somewhere and you're standing, you know, 50 feet away and you start moving your hands back and forth, that, that, that's fine, but it has nothing to do with Abdullah. That's your own business. It's in you and HaKadosh Baruch right? But, but the idea over here is you're supposed to be standing close enough to the nair that one is able to distinguish between their fingernail and the skin. The bearer says, 
Yosem is shardvarim. So why the nails? Why the nails and not other things? This is incredible. So why my nails? So the so, so the Perush, he quoting over here from the Rabbeinu Yonah, who says very simply, he says because it's always available. It's always available, right? In other words, that it's as opposed to coins which you may or may not have in your pocket on Matzah Shabbos, right? By the time you're making Havdalah, your fingers and your nails are right there. So it's the easiest way to go ahead and quote unquote get benefit from the nair itself. Good about say, we'll stop over here for today. Nair Sashim will pick up with Mishnah Zayin, Mishnah Zayin, and Chas tomorrow. Shkoyach.